Alright, good evening guys. Uh welcome to the second episode of uh this is our our talk. <laughs> anyway, uh I'm Muna Chimsumoku by name. And I'm Matthew Moyo. I won't let you mispronounce my name this time. Let me pronounce it. <laughs> okay, alright, Matthew Moyongo. Moyongo. Ah. <laughs> alright, 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 okay. Anyway, today we'll actually be talking about sets. You understand? Last uh episode we talked about logic. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So today we'll be talking about sets, you understand? So do well to follow us as we uh expose uh, some uh, <laughs> it's okay anyway so matthew uh in our little understanding in my little understanding okay. i see sets as just being a collection of uh related objects is that correct what yeah. do you have to say about that yeah yeah you're very correct related without what related okay. if you had say a set is a collection of objects that would have been wrong yeah Why? because those objects must have a common, unique characteristic among them. They must have a feature okay. among them that every one of them share. Mm. So they must be unique. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's not just a collection of objects, but collection of well-defined objects. Okay. So what I'm trying to say now is my usual illustrations of pot of rice. When I get uh, a pot of rice, okay, we don't say pot of rice and stone. <laughs> We just say pot of rice. Is that what you're trying? No, that's not what I'm trying to say. So, the, um, maybe let me use an example. Now. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't say when I say the objects must be related, they must not be related in all aspects. But at okay. least that characteristics you are using okay. to bring them together, at least every member should have that characteristics. If I say A is a set containing all the first students in UNA, okay. every student that must be a member of that set must be fair. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. So that okay. characteristics that you are using to bring them together, mm-hmm. at least a member, as if every of the every member of that set should have that characteristics. All right. That okay. is what qualifies it to be a set. Okay. Now we actually thought that a set can actually be represented or is actually represented with capital letters, right? Yes. You're very and right. in the last topic we treated, which is logic, mm. propositions. Are actually represented with capital letters the same capital letters you understand like when we said about proposition variables in our last um episode mm. we said something like them being represented statements being represented with capital letters yeah. so how do one actually differentiate between capital representations of um variable proposition and sets okay um you're taking me to another subtopic on that set which is set notations okay now set notations you discover that in set we represent a set with a capital letter just like you rightly said okay and when we represent it with capital letter we say equal to open a curly bracket okay and now begin to list the items of the set inside the bracket or you define it inside the bracket okay so now when you define it like that it will tell somebody with the curly bracket you will tell somebody that this is a set. Then when you go to um propositions now, you just say A is a proposition, we state that Munachi is a board. So okay. your common sense should be able to tell you ah, common sense. the differences <laughs> between the two. Okay. You know that this is not how to represent a proposition. A, a proposition doesn't necessarily need to have a curly Braces. bracket. Yeah. But a set 
must, must have a curly bracket. Alright. So now these representations now uh could do you think the representations can also be used like can, could this be like the elements of that set or the members of that set? I think they should be represented using small like alphabets. Yes, yes, yes. They're also represented using small letters. Mm-hmm. Small letters. Okay. Alright, yeah. then how else can one actually define elements of a set? Because I heard uh, someone saying something like implicit and explicit. I don't know, can you throw okay, more light yeah, on that? There are, there are two ways which we use to describe a set. Okay. Yeah. Like define one, elements in one, a set. Yeah, okay. yeah, we have two ways. Okay. And the first of them is the roster method. Okay, that is the, the can you roster method? <laughs> Why emphasize? <laughs> roster method. Okay, All another right. another um name for roster method is um, the listing method. This okay. is a situation where you just you call a set and you just start listing the members of the set. I... That is this one is this one comes handy. It's very useful when you when the elements of the set are um, they are finite. That means okay. they have um, an end. An end. Okay. So maybe you are listing numbers from one to ten. Okay. It doesn't mean they cannot be they cannot be represented with the next method I'm going to give to you. Okay. But this one is mostly used when your members are finite. But the next um the next um pattern now of describing a set is the building method okay. or the specifier. Okay. Now in this method you use some you define a set in words now you can say a is a set you open the bracket and you say of x mm-hmm. such that x is contained in real numbers this is to tell you that this is a set of real numbers okay now you know real numbers are infinite yeah correct, uh-huh. correct. so with that definition now you are telling somebody that any number that is a real number mm-hmm. is a member of that so if I actually got you right, let's use computer science department as a case study here, right? Yes. So I can say, let's assume we want to define a set of computer science students. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yep. I want to actually get the names of uh, computer science students within the range of 15 to 20 years old. Okay. You understand? So we can just say the set of computer science students within the range of 15 to 20 years old. Or we can say... Uh, Oi, am I within the range of 15 to 20 years old? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so we can yeah. actually call their names individually. Call their individually. So that calling their names individually now is the, mess, is the first method, the right? First which, method, is which is called the listing method or, or roster. roster method. Okay. Then the second method, you cannot say um, X, oh, A is a set containing uh, computer science students such that mm-hmm. X is. Uh, ah. If uh, 15 years, it's between 15 years and yes, 20 that's years. Anyhow, you can just define it. Mm. But as far as you're not listing every item of the set, you're using the builder notation or the specific. All right. Anyway, guys, computer. Um, I said computer science. Mathematics is more like a language. You understand? So the way you learn programming language, that's the way you should work. You should learn mathematics. All we do here is to um, kind of explain the concepts behind these uh, uh mathematical problems all right so um when we say uh set inclusion can you throw more light set inclusion like what's it all about 
Okay, self inclusion is about being a member of a set. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the criteria for someone to be a member or an object to be a member oh, of a set? set. That's okay. what it means. All right. Anyway, so do you agree with me that uh, when just an element, an element of this, uh, just when just an element is in a set, mm. it's called singleton. So should I call it singleton set or just singleton? Like this, the set is called a singleton. Okay, the name of the set that contains only one element is yes, called singleton. singleton. So when only Munachimso is in a class, what do you say? You said that class. You're not serious. <laughs> anyway, whichever way. Anyway, uh, all right. We have um. Okay, union of sets. Union of sets. What do you have to say about union of sets? Like. Okay, when you talk about union of sets, you know, um, we have a general set. As in, now let me use the University of Nigeria as a case study here. Okay. University of Nigeria. Let's take University of Nigeria as the universal set. That means everything under UN in the building, the road, the cars are part of this set. Okay. And now, our department, computer science, is okay. also a part of this set. And PIC department is also a part of this set. Now, PIC, let's take PIC as a subset of UN. Okay. Because in, when you go inside PIC, you find first year students, second year students, third year students. You can now use them as members of the set. So PIC department is a subset of UNA. You come to computer science now. Computer science is a subset of UNA. Because you have first year students, second year students, and third year students. Now, we'll talk about union of sets. If you carry PIC now, the objects of PIC, and objects of computer science now, you put them together to form one set, then you have a union set containing computer science and PIC departments. Wow. Okay. So a union of set <coughs> is the collection of um, objects two or more of sets. two or more sets. It is important to note also that you don't just, when we say union, it's not adding just two sets. You can have a union of 10 sets, 20 sets, just a union of all of the set. Mm. And when listing them, let me state it now, when listing the elements of a union, the union set now, if, for example, A, sorry, computer science has an element as A, and PIC has an element as A, you don't write A, comma A. Mm. So that is um, in computer science we call it redundancy. Okay. So repetition. So you don't repetition. repeat elements. You don't repeat elements. Okay. So assuming <laughs> there is A and there is A, just leave it and write it. Okay. All right. Uh, what we're going to do now is simple. Whenever, where, just where I'm wrong, you just uh, call me back. So, right. Okay. Should we go ahead. Anyway, now let me use an illustration of uh, two pots filled up with rice you understand okay. so let's call the pot a set because it contains rice you understand and these rice they are not countable infinite you understand yeah. so one contains rice the other one two contains let's say beans 
Okay. You understand? Okay, let's say one contains rice and beans, the other one contains just beans. Yeah. You understand? So if we carry the one containing beans, you understand? Mm. And put inside the one containing rice and beans. Mm. Could we do you, can you paint a picture of a subset there? Like a pot of beans and, and a the, pot of rice. Of and the set, have you? No, the like if you had to find the union of those two pots now, uh, what would you call it? Only two elements, rice and beans. Because carry rice and put inside the pots that have rice and beans. How many elements will be there? Still rice, rice and, and beans. beans. Okay. Uh-huh. So the pot of uh, what's name beans is a subset of the sub- pot of rice and beans. Mm, yes. Okay, let me get your question. I'm not getting your question. I've, you've right. answered the first question. I'm asking a second question. Mm-hmm. The pot of what is a subset of what? Like the pot of beans is a subset of the pot of rice and beans. Because beans is actually... Do you understand what I'm trying you to say? You said you had two pots. Good. One containing rice, rice and beans. And beans. one containing rice. Did I say rice? Yes, that's what you said. Okay. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. They are listening to this. Are you sure? <laughs> That's what you say. Well, yeah, fine. Let's assume it's rice. Okay. So that pot of rice now is there a subset of the that pot, pot containing of rice? <coughs> is we are we are seeing them as two sets. The other one containing rice and the other one containing meat. Uh-huh. So that pot of rice is a set on its own. Good. Then the pot, this other pot containing rice and beans, it's another set on its own, okay. which is members are rice and beans. The other one, this member is just rice alone. So that means we can actually agree that. Because every element in this in the sets that has like in the pot that has beans can be found in the pot that has rice yes. and beans. Yes. So that means does that that means it's a subset. It's a proper subset also because it does not contain exactly. It contains so if we have two pots now that contain rice and beans, rice and beans. Yeah, what will you call they are them? Subset, just subset. Are they Improper subsets. Okay, right? they are improper subsets. Exactly. Wow. Improper subsets. But when it contain, when the other one contain more, yeah, or contain all the elements of the other set, you say this subset is proper subset of the other one. Other one. Hmm. And okay. in other, um, on the contrary, the other one becomes the proper superset. Hmm. Okay. 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 All right. So we should be looking at. In a short, um, in a just like in a jiffy, let me just explain the little things that are here. So if I'm wrong, you just let me know I'm wrong. All right. right. So we have a um, union of sets, just joining of sets. Mm-hmm. You understand? Then yeah. try as much as possible to avoid repetitions. Yes. I don't know if you're getting yeah. of that element. Then intersection is find what is common in those two sets. Exactly. Do you understand? Let's assume we have pot of rice and beans, and we have pot of another pot again of rice and spaghetti. You understand? You notice that we have rice in the both pots. So yeah. rice is the intersection. So yeah, if you are getting the intersection of both sets, you yes. need to get the set containing rice. Exactly. Alright. Then we have relative complement and complement. Anyway, let's say relative comp- let's start with complement. Let's assume that I have a rice, a pot of rice, you understand? And another pot containing rice and beans. Mm. You understand? Mm. Let's name the pot containing rice and beans. Let's call it A and the pot containing just beans. Let's call it B. You understand? Mm. And we're asked to find the complement of B. So that is to say, I will remove beans. Are you getting me? Yes. From the pot containing rice and beans. What is left? Rice. Yeah. So that's just like a little illustration of what complement is. Just like saying when A you, minus when B. Say, when you say complement, relative complement is different from complement. Well, I was just actually explaining complement, not relative complement. Complement now is related to a, the universal set. 
Oh, now we say two okay. sets now. We are saying we are bringing these two sets from a universal set to come and deal with now. So when we say compliments, okay. we are now trying to remove every other element. Okay. You understand? Is it just a compliment of that particular element from every other set, from the universal set? But when we say relative compliment, you now relate it to another set under the universal set. I don't know if you got the point. Well, I'll get it later. I'll get it now. Are you? Well, if you are getting the point, uh, the compliment okay. of a set, all right, a mm-hmm. from the universal set mm-hmm. is. Every, every other element apart other from element set A. Apart from set A. Of gotten. Good. Okay. They always say relative complement now. Now we are now relating it to another subset in the universal set. Let me say B now. So we are now saying A mm-hmm. minus B. So what is not in B mm-hmm. is not the relative complement of A and B. Whoa! Anyway, guys, uh, sincerely speaking, this has been uh, a long run. In fact, right now, all I'm just hearing in my head is ton 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 ton. I'm gonna go and sit on your computer, open Photoshop. <laughs> anyway, I uh, would actually continue. Uh, so, um, basic laws of sets. Sincerely speaking, since I started checking out basic laws of sets, I've not really been understanding that particular um, topic. So, I don't know if you can actually create a mental picture. Of what that actually is. Um, so, okay. Basic laws of set. Mm-hmm. How do we, why do we yeah, actually yeah, need? There are, some, there are some laws in sets that we really need to look about. <coughs> no, okay. look at that. We have um, commutativity and size uh, <laughs> <is> very long. <laughs> and we know that um, uh, if you. Let me not let me not use this one now. In ordinary, you are not you know we are talking about math. We're using two numbers now, two integer numbers now. We say two plus two equals to uh okay, two plus one equals to one plus two. It means that the uh, integers are commutativity or commutative under the operation of uh, addition. Now commutativity of set says that A union B will give you B union A. That is for union of set. Also for intersection of set, A intersect B will give you B intersect A. So now to find out about this one, to prove it, you can define some set and say A is equal to A, B, C, D and B is equal to uh, C, D, E, F. Then find their union. Find the union of A and B and the union of and B and A. If it gives you the same thing, that means the law is correct. Uh, so, okay. union of set is commutative and intersection of set is also commutative. Now, associativity is another thing. Um, and under this one, we say we have A union B in parentheses. Then, union C will give you A union in parentheses now B union C. So if you have your material, you can be following so that I won't confuse you. And um, the thing that is just that the um, union of set is also associative, and uh, intersection of set is also associative. Now, distributivity. 
Can you just calm down? Just, just, this just slow down. Why well, well, should I calm down? Let me. <laughs> because there's no, there's, there's no, there's no difference between what you're doing and what our lecturers are doing right now. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, okay, okay. Can you that, relate? That you can you relate this thing to real life example? Okay, if I say, okay. Munachi loves. Okay, okay. Let me relate. You, you ask me. That you relate now. Let me relate. I mean, <laughs> coming down, that guy. As well, distributing. Guy, there's no time. There's no time. You know, we have to relate. Hey, that doesn't this, mean we this, should this understand. Topic, this topic, now. Now. this man, this man was just for so we should have a handy. I mean, I've not even done this assignment yet. <laughs> so we need to go and do assignment now. Fuska, there's no fuska. London is too expensive to buy. Okay, let's continue. Our day. Uh, okay, we'll talk about kumu kumu tetivity now. Like I use. I said computer science is a subset of um, UNN and PS is a subset of UNN too. Okay. If you say computer science union PIC, okay. you will now get everything together. Yes, yes. Then in last year, <coughs> PIC, you know, computer science, is it not the same thing you get? Correct. You still get the same element. So okay. it is commutative in nature. Okay. You know then the intersection of the set now. Mm-hmm. You know say um okay, let me use only the uh, computer science department now. You know, say the intersection of first year and second year, mm-hmm. and like I earlier explained, intersection is when two elements are in common. Yes. Two sets have uh, the elements two sets have in common. Mm-hmm. The intersection of those two sets. Now, you discover that there are some students in year two that are doing some courses in year one. Carry so let me students. say <laughs> those kind of students are both in year one and year two. Okay. So that is the set. Okay. you get for the intersection of year, year one, one and year, year two, two. Okay. so if you say year one intersect year two mm-hmm. those students will come out yes and if you say year two intersect year three those students will still come out mm-hmm. so year two intersection year one okay sorry year two intersection, intersection year, year one, one. Those, those same students will, will come, come out, out. so okay. um sets are also commutative under the law of um intersection under the operation of intersection. Intersection. Okay, that's under the same um commutativity. Yes, okay. it's the same commutativity I'm okay. explaining now. Okay. So let me let me talk about associativity too. Okay. Now it's in, it is involving three um subset. So yeah, three subset of the universal set. <laughs> let me say year one, year two, year three. Okay. If you, you unite them now, get the union of year one, year two, year three, you get all the students in year one, year two, year three. Okay. Then if you now rearrange it. Mm-hmm. You know how to arrange commutativity now. Yeah. Okay. You go to the left hand, the right hand side. You see the same students that will come out. Okay. Okay. So if now go to the intersection now. Mm-hmm. Uh, year one intersection year B. Oh, sorry, year two. That's you okay. put it in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Then that's the intersection year three. Mm-hmm. You see the same students that will come out. Then go to. Um, is it the right hand side now? Yeah, the right hand side for intersection. Then you write year one intersection, open the bracket, year two mm-hmm. intersection, year three, close mm-hmm. the bracket. It's still the same student that will come out. So, intersection is also associative. Wow. Just like union is also associative. Then, distributivity too. Union. And intersection, they are distributive. They are distributive in nature. So down, we only take physical to explain it to you to understand because I won't be able to. There's, there's a way they put it here that I cannot tell you. Explain. I cannot over explain over this um, podcast. Platform. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Hey. So we also have okay. the Morgan's law, and the Morgan's law states that A union B prime. A union B in parentheses then the prime. The prime of A union B equal to A prime intercept B prime. When I say B prime, I not uh, mentioned it earlier. It's a complement. Okay. So it's a complement now. So the prime of A union B is equal to A prime intersection B prime, and the prime of A intersection B is equal to A prime union B prime. You can just set your element to any arbitrary number, then you solve them and you discover that the law is very correct. Okay. And you can, if you like, go ahead and explain the laws and prove the laws. It will really help you. Okay. Look at the proving in your master. Uh, is it material you got the last time or... <laughs> handout. Handout. <laughs> Look handout. at the handout. <clears throat> it really help you. Okay. So where are we entering now? Ah uh, well, we should be looking at this joint set. This joint set. Okay, this joint set is just set that happens. When you when you no. Okay. When you this joint set when you get the union of a set. Okay. When you get the union of two sets, and the element of that set is totally an empty set. Sorry. Intersection of two intersection. sets. Intersection. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. when two when sets. When you get the intersection of two sets, mm-hmm. and the member of the intersection of those sets is an empty set, then that set is a different set. Those sets are disjoint. Can you humanize you it? Like I've been using PIC and uh, computer science. Computer science, good. Uh-huh. You say PIC, department intersection, computer science. Is there any student that will be doing computer science and at the same time doing PIC? No, so their union is a disjoint set. Exactly. Oh, okay. The union of uh, the union set of computer science students and the PIC's um, students is going to be a disjoint set. All right, okay. all right. Thank you for that explanation. Anyway, now, uh, what about cardinality of sets? Cardinality of sets is just the number of um, the number of elements, elements in a particular set. set. Yes. So, a set of computer science. If you are asked to find the cardinality, all you have to do is count the number of computer science students yeah. in the set of computer science, exactly. right? So the number of people in that particular department is the cardinality of that department. Exactly. Wow, wow. This is actually very, very well, it depends. The way is the cardinality of the department. You okay. Cardinality of the department covers everything now. Maybe you are looking for the cardinality of the students in the department. Oh, that's where you okay. count just the okay. students because okay. the department does not just consist of the just students. the students, they have okay. lecturers, offices, mm-hmm. non academic staffs, mm-hmm. seminars, mm-hmm. and the rest of them. Wow, wow. Anyway, guys, uh, we're almost actually rounding up. I'll actually uh, implore us to understand the basicity of this thing be it whether you, are, you want to be a coder, you want to be a designer. There was a time I actually sat down on Photoshop and I was actually seeing intersection, I was seeing union, I was seeing, I was, I was just, there was this joy I was feeling like, okay, so this is intersection, so this is union. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very serious. Yeah. This knowledge, you actually need it in practical life oh, example. Wow. That is why this particular podcast is actually um, bent on humanizing just theoretical knowledge. You understand? Yeah. So, uh... That is just we try as much as possible to give human representations of uh, some certain concepts. You understand? So that is just what this podcast is all about, thereby simplifying the process. Anyway, uh, Matthew, do you have any other thing to say? Okay, I would love to talk about the powers 
set of a set. Okay. Yeah, given a set like um containing number like let me say you said A is equal to one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about power set. You even if you got it set okay. from a universal set, okay. that set you got from universal set can still consist subset. Like I said, computer science is a set of um of um, it's a subset under UNA. Now this same computer science can see consist other subset. Like you come to a set of first year students. Mm-hmm. To consist of only students in the first year. So we'll talk about the power set of the set. We are talking about the total number of subsets you can get from that set. Okay. So we'll talk about set of computer science students. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about how many subsets you can still get from that set. Mm-hmm. And you know that inside computer science today you have first year students. Yeah. First year students one of the subsets. Second year students one of the subsets. Exactly. So the total number of Subset you can get from the set is called the power set of a set, and also it's important to know that an empty set is a subset of any set. Hmm. Very important. Yes. Very very important. Very important to know. Hmm. Okay. So that is about that, and uh, to know the power set, the total number of the set. Maybe you were not asked to list, but they asked you to find the cardinality of the power set. Hmm. Okay. Maybe you are asked to find the total number of um, of um, how do I call it? Total number of subsets. You just say two raised to the power of. You have two raised to the power of the cardinality of the set. If you have four elements in the set, you just say two raised to the power of four, and you give you the total number of. Wow. Wow. So, All right, guys. Uh, if you are actually opportuned to actually have the handouts, please still go back and read in details, right? To actually yes. understand something. So, thank you for this and welcome. Eh? Welcome, <laughs> and and, and uh, welcome, Abigail Jerry. <laughs>